Welcome to ReachMD. You're listening to Everyday Family Medicine with Dr. Jennifer Caudill. What do you think of when you hear the term physical therapy? Do you think of a condition like carpal tunnel? Or maybe even a common sports-related injury like a sprained ankle comes to mind. But despite the common misconception that it's simply meant for temporary injuries, physical therapy is an effective and oftentimes essential component of treatment regimens for a variety of chronic diseases, including multiple sclerosis. Welcome to Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Caudill, and joining me to discuss the benefits of physical therapy for multiple sclerosis is patient Crystal Gouldy and her physical therapist, Catherine Apicella. Crystal and Catherine, thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So this is a really important topic, and I want to start with you, Crystal. Let's really start by learning more about your journey. Can you tell us about your journey and what led you to begin physical therapy, and and how did you end up being paired with Catherine? Sure. So I actually started with Catherine before I was even diagnosed with MS. I was having a lot of problems a little over a year ago. I was noticing that I was having to go to the bathroom more frequently, trouble with intercourse and even using tampons, and it was getting to be really annoying. So I went to the doctor a few times. I was convinced I had UTIs, but they all came back negative. And I also started noticing problems with my balance and intermittent vision issues. So. Last year I wanted to have a baby and I was like, I need to get this all figured out. And I went to my primary care doctor and I told them everything that was going on. And that was the first time that a doctor said, I'm a little concerned about MS, but they had to do a bunch of blood tests and said that if they come back clean, you need to do a full workup with a neuro and also go talk to your OBGYN. So that's what I did. And it wasn't until I went to the OBGYN and talked to them about all the the issues I was having that they said that pelvic floor physical therapy was something that could help while we're figuring out what's going on. Right, right. And I was really, really nervous and skeptical at first. All they did was was give me a brochure and say it, it could help. And I did not have an open mind going into it at all. I was, I was not. It's helpful to know. Like, <laughs> I was it's just really insightful. Yeah, I, I was not looking forward to it. So right. I'm, I'm actually, I feel very fortunate that I was paired with Catherine because she was incredibly good at making me feel comfortable and, and safe. And then when I was ultimately diagnosed with MS, she helped me feel reassured and empowered that I could control my symptoms through physical therapy. Wow. I mean, that's such a, such a powerful story, and it, there's so much that sounds like you were going through during that time and a lot of emotion there, and I really appreciate you sharing that. And also your immediate your sort of initial skepticism, you know, your first sort of response, which I don't think is necessarily uncommon with people, so it's helpful to understand you know, how you were feeling. Catherine, I wanted to, to kind of get your perspective as well. You know, Let's talk a little bit about specific types of physical therapy. So are there specific types of physical therapy that would be more beneficial for one patient over another, or does it really depend on the disease? What, what do you say about that? I believe it really depends more on the presentation than okay. the disease itself. Uh, so okay. for example, in Crystal's case, initially, and a lot of times with MS, some of the primary symptoms that present are bowel, bladder, sexual function. So sometimes people come into pelvic floor PT and without a diagnosis yet of MS, but they present with symptoms that can be 
helped mm -hmm. with pel pelvic floor physical therapy. Sure. So, you know, how people present is really more important. It's it's what their their functional limitations are, how what their disabilities are, meaning their their difficulties with you know, functioning in their daily lives and what they need help with, or whether it's pain or balance issues or strength issues or endurance, sensory changes, bowel bladder issues. So it really depends on how they present as far as what kind of physical therapy could be beneficial for them. Right. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point that you're very clear about. It's not necessarily the, the condition or the disease. It's more about what a patient actually needs help with and what symptoms they're having that they need you know, assistance with. Yes. I think a lot of times, you know, I work in a, so a primarily orthopedic physical therapy clinic. We treat musculoskeletal conditions primarily, but people come in and say, oh, but I have diabetes or oh, but this. And we say, okay, but that's good for us to know so that we can modify things and be aware. Sure. But it doesn't, that doesn't mean you can't do things. You can't, you know, get stronger, decrease your pain, improve your sensation and balance and functioning in your daily life. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think that's, that's really helpful. And I think, you know, I'm a family physician. As I'm listening to your story and also your story and perspective, it's, I think it's very helpful for us, I think, as physicians and clinicians to be reminded of kind of opening our minds to how we can help patients. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about, let's go sort of into the weeds. And we have the background. Can you explain to our audience really what pelvic floor physical therapy entails? And either Catherine or Crystal, both of you, any thoughts about that? Well, yeah. Well, I, I can kind of go sure, into kind of please. what pelvic floor PT is, and then if you, you might want to kind of describe your experience with it particularly. But so pelvic floor physical therapy, we primarily kind of focus on conditions affecting bowel, bladder, sexual function, whether it's just, you know, urinary incontinence or constipation or painful intercourse, interstitial cystitis or bladder pain syndrome, a variety of types of pelvic pain, and even musculoskeletal conditions that affect the pelvic girdle. The pelvic floor is a sling of muscles that have a lot of different functions and they, you know, they, they really affect stability of this whole area and they, they're part of your inner core. So anything that kind of involves that functioning can be treated and assessed with pelvic floor physical therapy. Mm. As kind of musculoskeletal experts, we kind of hone in on the, the pelvic floor muscles. We assess them internally or externally and treat them based on what we find. We check for tone, tension, spasm, strength, coordination, just like any other muscle. Sure. And we, we basically base our treatment plan on what we find, just like any other assessment. Right. But what's important to know is that we are also, we do a, education is a huge part as well. There's a lot of just education and training. Just, you know, we spend a lot of time talking to patients about what they can do to help themselves. And it's also important to know that we also tailor treatment. You know, it, it, we only go where a patient is comfortable going. Right, right. And so we're it's very, very individualized. It's very. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. And you know, sometimes people are very comfortable. They're like, you know what? I've come this far. Just right. do what you need do to what do. You Some need people to do. are like, I'm not comfortable yet, and sure. we just we go with what patients are comfortable with. Right, right. And you know, and, and that's so helpful to hear. And you, because know, I'm wondering, uh, I think one of my questions really is, was it what you expected? You know, or were you surprised? I mean, that's sort of what I, I was wondering was how was, what was your response and how did you feel when you were like, oh, or oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, definitely, I was definitely surprised because I, so going into it, I couldn't, I couldn't even do a Kegel, especially okay. like feeling the release. I, yeah. I could not do that at all. Mm -hmm. and, but, but they have the biofeedback equipment that let me kind of see what was happening and kind of become more in tune with my body. Right. And also just doing like the relaxation and, and stretches and things like that. Like I had no idea 
how many of my muscles were involved in yeah. the, the You didn't know cord. how many muscles you had. Right, did you? exactly, yeah. <laughs> right. So right. for me, it was just like, it was a incredible learning experience about mm -hmm. my body and, and how it works. And now it's, it's, it's obviously helped me with the, the pelvic floor issues, but also just in general knowing what's going on. I think that's really encouraging is it sounds like there was a lot of insight that you gained through this process about your own body as you're talking about. You know, I kind of jumped the gun and our next question really is about some of the benefits, but you know, any more, uh, anything else you want to add about that? Any other benefits that you've experienced since beginning the exercises um, and you know, maybe how it plays a role in your life since starting therapy and, and maybe what role that plays now? So, I mean, these symptoms are, are pretty embarrassing, and that's something that you really want people to know about or talk about. And it was, it was really mentally draining for me to have to deal with that day to day. And now that I have more control, it, it's just been 100% better and for my quality of life, but also for my relationship. And... I also went into this not wanting to take a lot of medications. I know eventually, like, it's a progressive disease that I might have to introduce medications to control the, the bladder symptoms or spasms eventually, but I wanted to control it as, as conservative as possible, and physical therapy has allowed me to do that. Mm, that's excellent. This has been so helpful and so insightful, and... You know, I think that you're, both of you are really giving us a lot of information that I think people really need to understand how pelvic floor physical therapy can help different symptoms, et cetera, how it's changed your life and affected your life. Before we close, I just want to know, are there any other thoughts or takeaways that, that both of you have? Maybe, Catherine, we'll start with you. Any other takeaways or whether it's recommendations for healthcare providers or for potential patients or you know, any, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, especially for healthcare providers, family practice physicians especially, who I think, you know, get to see their patients maybe at least a little more regularly. Sure. That, you know, to ask the tough questions, to ask the questions about the bowel, the bladder, sexual function. Yes. And, you know, I, I have so many people who come in and say, I had no idea this existed. Nobody ever told me about this. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that I could affect anything. And, you know, and we have a, you know, there's kind of a saying in our field, you know, leakage is common but not normal. Sure. And so because it's sure. become, you know, everybody has it, it doesn't mean that you can't change it. You can't right. make it better. You can't improve it. You can't improve your life. And I just think that that by kind of opening the conversation, because once people kind of find that safe space to be able to open the conversation, then they just say, oh, my gosh, you know, I want everybody to know about this. So making it more comfortable, making it more normal to, to express and express your concerns. And, and, you know, it's your body. You want to be able to, you know, don't just accept right. things that might be happening. You right. know, investigate. And, 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 yeah, and kind of do, some, do a little bit of your own research and check it out. It's very empowering. I like that because it, it, it empowers, I think, us as clinicians and healthcare providers to be proactive and to ask about symptoms that we may not always ask about and letting patients know it's okay, but also empowering patients to, as you said, I think normal, but doesn't mean that you, it, common, but doesn't mean it's normal. Did I get that right? Yes, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so just because it's happening doesn't mean you have to live with it, as you said. So I, I really appreciate that. And yeah. Thank you for that. And oh, sure. Crystal, what about you? Any final thoughts that you have for anyone out there who might be listening? Yeah, so I, sort of echoing what she said, I, I think it's really important for healthcare providers to find places like Core 3 Physical Therapy with therapists like Catherine because I, so I ride horses and yeah. I've had to do a lot of physical therapy over the years, sure. but I've never been anywhere that provides such individualized treatment mm. and that has made just such a huge difference in my life. 
So I think that it's important that, that they find these places and have these referrals ready because something like MS is, is really scary. And luckily for me, it's, it's not as scary anymore and I'm able to be more positive um, mm -hmm. because I, I have that as a resource. Absolutely. No, I, I appreciate that too. I think that's really important for our listeners, the importance of a good sort of provider-patient relationship, which it seems like you both definitely do have. So I appreciate that as well. This has been really great. I'm so glad that you both joined us to talk about this topic and shedding light on it for patients and for clinicians. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Dr. Jennifer Caudill, and to access this episode and others in the series, please visit ReachMD.com, where you can be part of the knowledge. For access to more episodes in this series, visit ReachMD.com slash Everyday Family Medicine. Thanks for listening. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.